Well, you know, when you hear that sound, you know exactly what time it is. It is your host, Branyo Edmonds, and we are what? Live and in color. So let's paint the picture. Today's topic is my personal experience in the marching one hundred and preparing for homecoming. Homecoming in fall 17 was one to remember. First, I want to talk a little bit about uh, what it was like coming up in the band. And by coming up in the band, it means when you first do pre-drill, you march the whole entire season, and then you officially become a member. Coming up in the band was nothing short of rough. I will say that I enjoyed every minute of it because it taught me personal growth and perseverance. (sighs) Pre-drill was, of course, hard because we had to work 10 times hard, learning the music over and over again, playing it over and over again, learning the drills, and really get the basis of what it means to be in the Marching 100. Um, During that time, of course, I was young, just straight out of high school, and for my high school band, I was so used to learning how to march in one standard way, then to the point where I had to learn how to transition over to point and drive, if you know what that means. And it was hard, but in the end, I was stronger, of course, physically, mentally, and all in between. Now, I want to touch a little bit on homecoming during that time. So homecoming. Homecoming was weird, (laughs) I will say. The reason why I say weird is because it just snuck up so fast. First, we were in pre-drill. Then we were into our first game. Then, boom, it was homecoming. Now, homecoming on the hill versus a marching one homecoming is so different. And I say this because homecoming on the hill, there's celebrations, there's cupcakes, there's reef laying, there's um, block parties, there's speaking engagements, there's convocation versus we still have that. Of course, in the marching 100, we still have access to that. But because we practice so much. I know for me personally and other members that are involved with it, they're not able to access that moment. So a marching 100 homecoming consists of two weeks prior to homecoming, formulating a homecoming show. We allow Dante Douglas, um, one of the directors, to come up with our field show as far as like making all the different chevrons, the different types of styles and the different types of animation that you guys usually see, like used before we saw the, um, a roller coaster. This time we saw the guy that was flossing. Yeah. We actually had somebody that directs that and comes up with that show. But anyway, we have Dante Douglas lay out the layout for that. And then we spend about like three days going over it, making sure we have those moves transition smooth transition from point a to point b to point c and beyond then after that we focus more on the music now the music when it comes to homecoming has to be a mix between old school and new school because you want to make sure that you incorporate both aspects in both all generations that are involved let's not forget that the marching 100 goes back to 73 years and counting. Thank you, Dr. Ch- Dr. Foster, for all that you've done. And we have so many people that were back all the way that are still alive that are in the 40s. So we want to make sure that we pay homage to the those that came before us because we want to make sure that we paid that music. So the Boogie Wonderlands, the um, Getaway, 
the corrals, the marches that we pay, like Invictus and Purple Carnival, that set the standard for us prior to us even becoming this stage of the band. That set the standard and the difference between all the rest of the marching bands. So we make sure that we sharpen up on the marches and sharpen up the stand music that we already have. And then when Dr. Um, when we have a new set of music that comes in, we practice over that over and over and over and over. Now, don't get me wrong. It gets pretty fun. But of course, as you would think, it gets tiring. Yes, it gets tiring because you're constantly having to stop. If it's not JP, John Paul, um, that doesn't like the way that we're playing, that we're coming in too sharp, that we're coming in too brassy. We have to go back and start from square run. And which is fine because you want to pick through and you want to make sure that the music is good. But at the same time, to us, it's like, okay, we're not getting anywhere. But nevertheless, we still persevere and go through. After that, when it comes to learning the music, when we get about like 80% through it, then we take it on the field. Then after we get the beginning formations, the concert formation, all the different logistics and transitions, you know, when we rattle, that is like everyone's favorite. And rattling is something that, of course, with the name us being the rattlesnakes that Dr. Foster came up with us is fast paced chop steps. That's how we were explained to us. Left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right. And we were taught to do that because it's an easier, smooth transition for us. Now, don't get me wrong. The rattling is hard. It took me all the way until classic to learn how to rattle. And still to this day, I got it down packed, but it's still kind of hard. Anyway, after we get down the rattling and transition, then it's time, then it's time for everyone's favorite part, the dance routine. Now, I don't know about you guys, but when it comes to us executing the dance routine, that is our most fearful our most fearful moment because we want to make sure that the crowd is pleased. The dance routine is brought up and created by a dance routine committee. Usually our drum majors, of course, are gifted with the dance routine. They have a committee. They come up with the dance routine. They teach us for about three days, um, step by step in each transition. And then we play it over and over again just to make sure that we got down packed. And it just seems like the whole entire practice is just repetition, repetition, because you want to make sure that you can get each formation and no one messes up. Of course, someone's going to mess up some way in some fashion, but we want to prevent it in the best way we know how. So after the dance routine, then we have such thing as called bring it off. Bring it on and bring it off is a tradition that they started of bring it on is usually during pregame. And pregame is prior to the actual physical game. So in pregame, you are going to line up in a rattlesnake head with the drum major leading in front, then the flags, then you have all the instruments falling and trailing behind. And that includes the slow one death march, where it takes about a few steps to lift up your leg and hold it in a freeze position. And then you point and drive into the ground. And then you do that seven times moving. And then seven times in place, then it sets off for the rattler. After that, when you get on the field, you play through the whole entire section of field formation, concert formation, and then into dance routine. And then bring it off is where the band concludes with either good times 
or another selection that they may choose and they march off. Then they end up back into a rattlesnake formation where everybody curls around and they end up rattling to end it off. And then ends with a big bang of all the tubas dropping down into splits, which is always a fan favorite because you always love to see the tubas. And you wonder, how do they do that with those big giant tubas? But it just becomes practice, practice, practice and technique. And then for everybody, anything that you do in the Marching 100 becomes practice, no matter if it becomes in your music When it comes to rattling, when it comes to practicing your regular dance moves, whatever it is, it becomes repetition and practice that gets you through. How do I feel emotionally during the process? Just to be real, I cried almost every day and it wasn't because... I don't think I was, I would say I was unhappy because I feel like at that space and time I was surrounded by success and I felt like myself, I was being drowned out Um, because it takes a lot out of you. But I cried a lot because it was a wear and tear on me physically because I got sick, developed bronchitis and it turned into a lung infection. Then I cried because... I knew I wanted more for myself, but neither here nor there going through the process of homecoming. I would say that it's the best thing that I was ever encountered because I had so much alumni that came back to pour into us, to pour knowledge into us, to pour congratulations into us and to let us know that we are continuing a legacy that originally many people wanted to stop. Talking to some of the alumni, of course, you're going to have some people where they'll say some what we call old heads would say, oh, back when I was in the band, this is the way that this how this used to happen. And this is the way that this should have been happening. But of course, the people that actually, I would say, matter who want to see the band further grow and to become something bigger, they actually came back, gave their critiques, but pulled us aside and actually said, you know, I'm really proud of you for even doing this because it's not for the weak hearted. They practice with dance routine music, going over stand tunes and even marching. And of course, for us, we want to go home. We want to go lay in the bed. We want to go eat and we want to be a part of homecoming. But the major part of a marching 100 homecoming is the alumni coming back and getting to do what they've done for their four years and coming back just to see their smiles on their face. Yeah, it's a little funny because we laugh and, you know, some people don't have it like they used to. But that's just all of the fun spirit, a part of a marching 100 homecoming. And just outside of not being able to go to the events now, I want to clarify, I don't want to make it seem like we were shunned away from the events. But because of the amount of practices that we have and because of the amount of time that we spend we just didn't have time to go to um, a comedy show we just didn't have time to go to a dance show and which is something that Dr. Chipman I believe is trying to have a transition for Dr. Chipman being our um, director of bands he's trying to change that for us yet you know sometimes practice you know to create a great show has to get in the way but On Marching 100 Homecoming, and I reiterate this over and over again because I want it to stick in, a Marching 100 Homecoming 
is what we make it ourselves. We even have parties and sometimes socials between each other just for us to make sure that we're having the fun that we deserve to have. And emotions are always going to be high. Just to be truthful, sometimes fights break out. Sometimes we get frustrated over music, especially when we're pairing those runs. And runs are music notes that are 16th notes that are in a pattern that usually going that's ascending or descending on a chart of music. And it's hard, but at the end of the day, it's the adrenaline rush and the at the end of the day and when it's all said and done when homecoming's all over to say I made somebody laugh. I made somebody reminisce. I made somebody clap louder than they thought they could. I made somebody cheer. I made somebody cry. I made somebody just scream out loud because they were in so much joy of one being back home, but seeing their band still doing what they do best. And for me, like I said, I wouldn't trade this experience for the world because if it wasn't for being in the Marching 100 and specifically a Marching 100 homecoming, I would not be able to appreciate a FAMU homecoming. I would not be able to understand what it means to work hard for something. I would not be able to understand what it means to be an individual, but be part of a whole, if that makes sense. So, yep, that's all the time that we have for today. I'm so, so happy for you all to join us today on our conversation about the preparation of being a part of a Marching 100 homecoming and what it all entails. If you have any questions for me, feel free to um, message me on my Instagram, which is the money B T H E M O N E Y underscore B underscore or my email, which is Braniel T S E D M O N D S at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. And don't forget, always paint inside the lines. And if you happen to go outside of the lines, just remember that's your work of art.